You're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast with your host, me, Mike. Hope you're all doing well in this time of absolute crap COVID. All you essential employees out there, I hope you're uh, getting paid well. Just wanted to uh, check in. I haven't talked to anybody in a long time, and I noticed that uh, someone random just listened to every one of my podcasts. So it's sparked a little interest in me to record some more. So this is the intro. Let's get at it. I've lived in my house now for, oh God, uh, eight years maybe, something like that, seven, eight years. And this story takes place about five years ago. Uh, I was out delivering bread. It was middle of the day and my wife tends to call me check in on me see how I'm doing and she calls me this day I'm very busy I'm usually quite impatient with her and I, and I try not to be but you know sometimes I just am so she's calling me I'm sweating my ass off in the back of the truck I'm moving bread racks around something probably tipped over and maybe I was short with her never never rude or mean but just probably short with her and she's like Mike Mike the, 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 there's a bear there's a bear in the yard what? There's a bear in the yard? She's like, yeah. And, and she, she's panicked voice sound. You know, she, she's panicked a little bit, but she's not, like, freaked out. So I'm like, oh, cool. Did you get a picture of it? And she's like, you're an asshole. And she hangs up. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she calls me back a little while later. She's like, I can't believe you just did that to me. I call you and I tell you that there's a bear in the yard. And, and you ask me a stupid question like, did you get a picture? And I'm like... Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? She's like, I was in the car. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I had just pulled in the driveway. Now, this was probably five years ago, and it was right around when people, like, high school graduation time. So whatever that is, May. So my wife and my two daughters, I had, you know, I have. Uh, uh, let me see. So she's probably about 13 or so at the time, my oldest, and the other one was, you know, she's, not, I don't know, six, whatever it was, something like that. So my wife had pulled in the driveway with groceries, and she's sitting there, and they just they just stopped, and my oldest, you know, right right where they usually park, and my oldest daughter got out of the, uh, I don't know, if she was in the front seat or the back seat, but she she got out of the car impatiently and just walked up to the house and went into the uh, onto the porch, and my younger daughter, who was probably you know seatbelted in in her booster seat, was like, "Mommy, mommy, the bear, the bear," and my wife's like. What bear? What bear? You didn't bring your bear with you. You know, I'm busy. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at this text message. You know, or, or whatever she was doing. She said, "Well, mommy, bear, bear, bear." And she's like, "Why? Why?" She looks out the window, and on the same side of the car that my other daughter had just gotten out of, up on the bank into my neighbor's yard, about I don't know, 15, 20 feet away, was a black bear with her cubs. And my wife had to do a double take because she looked at it. And she's like, she thought it was like a big dog at first. But it was just like a, a very thin bear. And I was like, oh my God, what did you do? And she's like, oh, well, I just, I, I rolled down the window. I looked and, you know, my, my other daughter was nowhere to be seen. She was already, she's like, you know, she was already in the house. And she looked over and saw that the, the, the bear was just standing there. I'm like, well, Ma, I'm, Ma. I'm like, Stacy, what'd you do? And she's like, I just yelled at it to go. I, I said, get, get. And I started laughing and she, I'm like, well, what happened? She's like, the, the bear and the cubs just... Walked behind the garage. Now behind my garage, I had these giant pine trees. It's probably a, 
probably a dozen of them or so, and they're really tall. And there's all like smaller trees. It's, a, it's like a it's like a canopy. You can't even see into the backyard in my neighbor's yard, but you could hear that there was a graduation party going on. And my wife said that the bear just walked behind the garage and climbed over the fence, and at the and all you could hear was people running and picking tables, tipping over, and people screaming because a bear just crashed the neighbor's uh, graduation party. So, at any rate. The craziest part of that story is that my oldest daughter just got out of the car and didn't see it and just walked around the car while there was a bear standing 10, 15 feet away from her. Maybe it wasn't there yet at the time because my wife, you know, the timeline's a little weird and I wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the only time I ever saw a bear was in Yellowstone Park when I was like 11 years old and I only have a memory of a memory of that. So, anyway, it's good to talk to everybody and, uh, I don't know. I'll try to hit you with another one in a second. My father was a street hockey goalie until he was almost 40 years old. And he told me one of his secrets was to put Flexol 454 on his shins before games. I don't know if it helped him enough or at all, but... So when I was in high school... I had had like real bad like leg cramps in my thighs and I was a running back playing football and I um, I thought well hell my dad used to put it on his shins before games I'll, I'll rub some on my thigh before practice well that was a completely asinine thing to do because I started to sweat and it crept up into my crotch and I had flex all 54 balls not fun some encouraging words sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory Dr. Seuss I like that that one hit home what's happening Josh Ramirez say something to the podcast man tell the people how you feel Ah, uh, tired. I all right. Need vacation. <laughs> Good enough. How you been, man? Oh, I'm all right, you know. Hey. I'm all right. The last voice you heard was me running into my boy Josh Ramirez. Him and I used to do open mics about 12 years ago when we started. I gave up and he kept going, and now he hosts an open mic in Webster. I didn't catch where he said it was because it was quick and little blurb there, but he said it was in Webster, Mass., next to the police station. He called it the Checkpoint Open Mic. I uh, guess it's going to be going on this summer pretty soon, so check it out. So that concludes the podcast. This will be my outro right here. I thought I'd have a few more stories to tell. I tried to. Um, They're ones I have to really tell somebody and get some feedback from. So not as much was able to be said by me today. But I would like to thank whoever the person was yesterday who listened to 24 episodes. I didn't even know I had that many. Some of them are duplicates. But nevertheless, man, thanks. 
It's probably my buddy Vin. He says he's probably the person that listened the most. So he wants some of my uh, anchor money, all $5 I've made from my advertisements. You know, 829 listens and I've made $5. So you got that going for you. Anyway, um, just like in closing, I'd like to say thank you very much. Uh, if anybody out there who's listening would like to uh, be a part of the podcast, I don't even know if I know you. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Make yourself an anchor page. Make yourself your own. You don't have to make a podcast. Just download the Anchor app. Favorite me as a podcast. I don't get anything from it. And you can contact me through the voice message app. And I can either play your voice messages. Or we could simulcast and podcast together. I mean, I'm not telling every single person I meet I'm going to do this with. Because I'm a little fearful and I don't really know who everyone is out there. But... If you're a friend of mine, go ahead and do that. And even if you're not, try. Who knows? Who cares? Anyway. So uh, thank you very much, everyone. And uh, have a good one. And I will hopefully, hopefully, very soon, be sitting in a backyard somewhere with a couple of my buddies having a couple of natural light seltzers. (laughs) Because I'm a classy guy like that. And I can tell you a few stories few stories that won't be just me babbling into a microphone waiting for someone to talk back that isn't there. It's kind of funny because right now I actually feel like I have a little tiny bit of rhythm going here with being able to babble and talk, but I don't really have any stories to say, so all that and a bag of chips. (laughs) See you later. My buddy gives me a call. Um, this takes place back in 2006, 2007. Uh, he gives me a ring. He says, uh, hey, I'm having a party. You know, come on out. Uh, I live in central Massachusetts. He lives in Dorchester, Mass. So I live about 40 miles west of him. You can figure out where that is pretty easy. Um, so he says, hey, you know, my, my roommates went home for the weekend and they saw their younger sister getting ready for prom. And they got all nostalgic and everything. And we're going to have a prom theme party at the house. You should come out. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I hop in my car and I'm heading out there. I got a tuxedo. I mean, I had been in like a half dozen weddings and such. And I stole a piece from every tuxedo I'd ever had and never returned it. So I had a makeshift suit. I could, I can get by. So I'm rolling out there and I'm not exactly a responsible person. I At this age, I was like 26, 27 years old. I had a... Bunch of CDs on my front seat and a styrofoam container with like leftover food and my tuxedo hanging. And I'm so thrilled to be going out there. I'm finally doing something, you know. And uh, you know, listen to the music and everything. And I get out to like the Mass Pike extension, which is basically just another excuse to have another toll at the end of the Mass Pike to get you into Boston. So I get on the Mass Pike extension and I'm heading into Boston. I bang a left, like I don't know, just after Fenway Park, going towards Dorchester. And somewhere between there and the off-ramp to get to where he was going. I think it was like exit 18. I don't know why I remember that or if it's even true, but whatever. A guy cuts me off. And I mean, he cuts me off bad. He comes whipping from the right-hand side and just drives right in front of me. And I have to jack on my brakes. And my food and my CDs and my tuxedo go flying. 
And I instantly lose my mind. And I'm like, holy shit, this just happened. I can't believe this just happened. I mean, there's like food on the floor, the CDs everywhere, the tuxedos on the dashboard. And I, I can't tell if the, the legs are getting stuck in the, the barbecue sauce. I, I'm just pissed. So I do something I've never done before. And I just, I just punch it and I start chasing after the car. And part of me is saying like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are you not going to chase this guy? And the other part of me is like, I got to fucking see what this guy looks like, man. I just got to see what this guy looks like. And I can hear my father saying in my head, Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm saying to myself, I just got to see him. I just got to see him. And, and, and so I, I'm chasing him. And sure enough, we're coming to the off-ramp and there's traffic. And, you know, you can go to the left and keep going straight. But this guy's obviously going to get off the same exit I do. So I just, I, I now start cutting people off. And I, I get right up alongside of him and I stop in an open lane right next to him. I look over at him and I'm, I'm fuming, I'm pissed. But part of me is really, really scared and excited and I don't know what to do. And I accidentally tap my window to like roll it down a little bit, but it automatically starts going all the way down. And as it's going down, I'm making a gesture to him like, roll your window down. And he's looking at me like, yeah, 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 I'll roll my fucking window down. I'll roll my window down. And then he rolls his window down like part way. And now there's like, you know, it's like we're almost like face to face. And you know, he's got like red hair and a goatee and he's bigger than I am and I'm like, shit you know but but before I could think or do anything I just yelled out suck a bag of dicks and then I paused and I looked at him and he looked at me and he's like huh and then I drove off and just like that I uncomfortably started hysterically laughing I didn't know what to do I, I was speeding I had just cut off a bunch of people myself I, I looked down my, my suit's actually alright the food actually didn't fall out the CDs are on the ground but who cares you know so I'm driving and I just start laughing to myself. And I'm like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing I've ever done. And there's nobody here to witness it. And I'm like, wouldn't it be great if that guy could tell that story and I, everybody could find out about it, you know? I, I, I don't know, I don't know. So I, I get to Dorchester, I go to the party, I see my buddy. I mean, the party's already hopping when I get there. And he, I start to tell him the story and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just get ready. There's girls in prom dresses that are like in their late 20s and the lick is flowing. Let's go. So I have a good time. You know, cut to, I don't know, a year or two later. I don't even know how long ago it was after that. I'm at home um, late at night after going out drinking. And I come home and the on HBO is like one of the comic reliefs. It's pre-recorded and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's the one that has like Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams and uh, I don't know who else. But um I turn it on just as they're introducing a comedian. And they're like, coming to the stage, Louis C.K. I'm like, oh, cool, man, I like this guy. So he comes out to the stage, and I'm standing, like, drunk, right in front of the television, like, six, like, I don't know, six inches away from it. And he comes out, and he's like, so, guy told me to suck a bag of dicks the other day in traffic. And I froze. And I was like, I don't look like I suck a bag of dicks in traffic once. And he goes on to tell the story almost word for word the way I just told it to you. Except the only thing he added was that he said that the guy had a dog in his front seat and then flew into the windshield. Apparently a tuxedo, CDs, and some leftover food looked like a dog. Or I don't know. Maybe it really wasn't him. Maybe it's all just a weird coincidence. But that story, I believe it was him. I don't know. I, I looked into it later on and found out he was actually from the Boston area. 
but I mean, the car was kind of shitty that he was driving. He was already an established comedian. I don't know. It's just the story. It's just something that happened to me. There was a weird coincidence that may have just matched up perfectly with somebody else. For all, I don't have any idea where his story took place. This is just a story that happened to me that made me say, hmm. So anyway, that's it.